Okay, guys. So very special episode today. I'm very excited for this one. As I told Adam, uh, you know, we're going to be covering a lot of great topics today, real estate, social media, business, you know, you name it. So, you know, I'm very excited to have today in front of you is Adam J. Carswell. He's a real estate entrepreneur, new media marketer, a podcaster. He, Adam committed his career to real estate in 2015 with his first year and a half in real estate. He closed over 25 transactions with Remax in Washington, DC. Adam currently resides in St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada, and has previously resigned in the Bay Area of California, Northern Virginia, Cleveland area, and Belize. Belize, I don't know where, where is that, but it sounds, sounds very uh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. he, serves, uh, he serves as a director of media and marketing for Concordia Realty, a business development manager for ASIM Capital, Combined, both firms have syndicated, redeveloped, repositioned, and revitalized more than $430 million worth of real estate across the U.S. And the bio just continues. You know, it's, it's, it's really great. Like, I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. I'm going to put the entire bio for you guys to go and check because it's, it's pretty impressive, man. So, you know, go, go and read that. But first of all, I just want to really say a big thank you. You know, I appreciate you for tuning in and uh, I'm sure again, we're going to have a good time in here. So thanks Adam. Thank you for having me and I am, I'm ready to rock. So let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. So again, you know, for the people who are watching you kind of first time, you know, like as I told you before, prior to interview, I love, you know, discussing with people just like yourself and exploring the stories, how did they, you know, achieve the success that they have currently and, you know, discuss and go more into that, like where you, where they plan to go even further. But if we start like, where you've been prior to getting involved into real estate businesses and, you know, marketing and all of that, like how did you transition into that and where did it start for you? I first, I'd say the light bulb for, for me first came on in regards to my interest in real estate around that, the time frame that you referenced there, 2015, 2016, I realized that the company I was working for at the time, uh, which I also must say, you know, looking back on it. So I used to work for Sherwin Williams um, paint company and I managed stores for them. And, uh, recently I've been having flashbacks in my time at Sherwin Williams. And I do have to say, I'm very grateful for that. Everything I learned at that company, it's a great place to go and be trained. And that's basically what happened to me. I was trained as a professional through Sherwin Williams. And what ended up happening was I just got to a point where I realized if I continue on this career path, the people that I look up to who are also very successful. And again, I look up to them. Um, you know, they're still working just as hard as me on a weekly basis. And mm -hmm. I just, not that I, not at all that I don't want to work hard. That's quite the opposite of where I believe I'm at <laughs> right now. But I want to be able to like work hard, work smart and put myself in a position where I can live a life on my terms. And I didn't really feel like I was able to live life on my terms when I was working for a company like that. So um, that's when the light bulb came on. I decided I wanted to go into residential real estate at the time because that's the only thing my mind could even comprehend as far as going into real estate. It's funny, once, once you start going down the rabbit hole of this industry, it, you kind of go from like, uh, interest in residential to like wholesaling and fix and flips. And then you get into multifamily. And then if you're really like just a geek and you just keep going down the rabbit hole, next thing you know, you like I'm, I'm in uh, retail real estate now and mobile home parks and um, self storage facilities and you know, all these different asset classes that people would never even consider going into because you don't really know like where to start. And I'd say, yeah. Thankfully, um, Hunter Thompson, who I work with at ASIM Capital, teaches the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program, 
and I was a part of the first ever group of students to come through that program. Mm -hmm. It changed my life. It, again, it opened my eyes to really the, the world of commercial real estate and commercial real estate investing in particular. Um, so I fell in love with it and just through being in this industry and just haven't, I just haven't looked back ever since then. Um, I, I definitely do a lot of other things I would say like on the side just to keep myself from ever getting bored. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, D, I DJ and uh, oh. I have a podcast and I have a vlog and um, you know, I have people telling me all the time that, you know, I'm doing too much, but you know what? That's just me. All right. So you, you have to deal with it. <laughs> but, but, you know, most importantly, though, I would say, you know, my, my main focus is in commercial real estate. And I have to give huge credit to, the, to that mentorship program because that's ultimately what introduced me to um, ASIM Capital and Concordia Realty, which, you know, those are the two entities in which I devote 80% of my time to on a weekly basis. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Cause you know, when you spoke about DJing, cause I just looked at the bio, I thought, you know, if this is included or not, I don't uh, think I put it in there. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can put, you know, a link where, where people can get, you know, discounted tickets to, to your next concert or something, you know, All right. <laughs> that would be awesome. But you, you know, what do you think? Like, cause you, you probably, you're very serious. Like if you're going, you know, DJing professionally, like in a clubs or, you know, w whatever that might be, uh, you still pre pretty take it serious. Right. So, can you just elaborate on P like for people, you know, diversifying your time across like different things? Like, how do you find the energy, first of all, to do that? And would you recommend for somebody who is looking to get involved into real estate still like, oh, I like to go fishing. I like to do that. Like those things are they should just kind of focus on one thing instead. I think it's really important. Again, as I mentioned, for me, I do it because if I was just doing the same for me, if I was just doing the same three things every week, I would hit a wall much quicker. Mm -hmm. Having all these different activities that I can, you know, turn to and do for the most part, you know, when I, when it's convenient for me, it just keeps life interesting. So I would say the fun part, probably the, the most fun part for me about DJing is, um, you know, I look at, so I I'd normally play twice a month here in St. John's every now and then I'll play a little bit more. And, um, you know, I have these conversations with people and the conversations start getting a little bit more like financial focus and you start talking about the money that you're making as a DJ. Yeah. And I always love to just be able to turn to whoever it is and be like, Hey, like, you know what? I'm really not in this for the money. Like I just want to go somewhere where I can play my music loud and I can dance and everyone else can dance and we can have a good time. Yeah. And if we make money, great. But you know, like I have a great job. So this is, this is a passion project. And if it turns into something, Awesome. And when you can say that to someone, they're all of a sudden like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, so, yeah. again, yeah. like as, as you mentioned, the 80% is the real estate business, which is the main income, the main, the main thing for you. So that kind of can feed the, the DJing part when, when you have 20% of the time and, you know, to, to spend in those things. So that, that, that is awesome. I love that. So, you mm -hmm. know, again, coming back to the real estate thing, because you know, I'm sure you're going to mention the book because there's a lot of people, you know, mentioning the book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You probably mm -hmm. read the book, right? So can you just take us back a little bit again to like working at the company? Was it the, the, the paint company? Yeah, Sherwin-Williams. Yeah. And, and just, uh, you know, quitting, like quitting or transitioning from that to the real estate. Like what was the process? Because there's a lot of people watching right now. They have W-2, they're, you know, employed. So like what does the transition look like? Hey, I just got to tell whoever it is out there, like, in a way, yeah, it pretty much is as scary as it looks. <laughs> like, you are taking a leap of faith when you go from that side of life to the next side. 
And um, thankfully, I would say I did my, you know, I did as much research as I could at the age of 20. Do it while you're young if you can. So um, I did as much research as I could at the age of 24, 25. And I just remember, you know, one of the main things that I had to prepare myself for was um, the amount of fear that I would receive, not really just in my own world, but from the people around me and that care about me and that hadn't made a move like what I was doing, like getting advice from someone who's never done what you're about to do is normally like not what you want to hear or not going to help you out. Yeah. And so, you know, I had to prepare to face pushback from, again, from family who was just like, Adam, like your career is so good right now. Like you're doing a great job with this company. Why would you want to leave? Um, you know, I had people saying you should just, you know, learn real estate for a couple of years more and, you know, do, do it all at the same time. What I found out also, by the way, cause I was going into residential real estate was I pretty much had to quit my job, my W2 in order to fully embrace real estate and my clients because they're not going to one work with a rookie real estate normally like, or a real estate yeah. rookie half ass oh. half ass just in the job and like yeah yeah like i got it that I, i'm already a rookie and then the fact that i wouldn't be full time would just be really hard to get anyone to want to work with you so mm-hmm. um, so it was moved that had to be made and my advice my advice looking back if i could would be i remember i probably had three no more than like four months worth of savings like saved wow. up um, yeah, I should have, I, I think I probably should, to make myself feel a little better, I probably should have had six months, but mm-hmm. whatever. Like I, I picked the date that I was going to do it and I'm like, I'm sticking to this date no matter what. So I'll just never forget that. And, um, yeah, you know, it's scary. Cause you just, you just wonder like where I'm, how am I going to provide for myself now? I've never, you know, you're, you're in a position where you have uh, to make money. Yeah. You got to eat what you kill. And we're not, that's not how we're like growing up. That's really not how we're conditioned through the educational system. We are all really programmed and conditioned to get a job that requires us to, you know, pay our taxes and just do the American dream thing. Yeah. And uh, I would say there's definitely nothing wrong with that because there is a lot of security in it and it's right for many people. I think for me, I just always had this burning desire of like, man, I want to do what I want to do all the time, at least what I can, you know? So that's, that's where it all kind of started. That is awesome. That is a great story. And, you know, thanks, thanks for sharing that, you know, with people. Cause again, it's, it's a tough, like Are there's a lot of people, some, there's a lot of connectivity issues, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> Which is probably my fault. Cause I'm on an Island in the middle of the Atlantic ocean. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Right, we can exchange places anytime, you know, if you okay. want to. So listen, like it, it, it's great story. I love, I love that, you know, because there's a lot of people right now who are looking to get involved into real estate, what you mentioned, like residential, commercial, multifamily, whatever that might be, you know, retail. So maybe you can like talk people if you, you know, take us back to getting involved into this, you know, residential like business, like what, what was the first impression for you? What did it take for you to succeed in that space? And like, how did you transition from that to, to another space as well? Getting started with residential, it like okay so and this is actually what i love the most about our industry whether you're in residential or commercial it is from what i've observed the most relationship driven business that currently exists like almost any deals that i've ever been a part of or have seen take place are normally because like somebody knows someone like there's there's just a bunch of trust already established because of Mm -hmm. somebody knowing someone 
I'd say probably 90% of the time in this industry um, from what I can see. So if you also haven't already noticed, and I'm, you know, we're just joking and smiling with each other right now, like this is what I love to do is like get to know you, Martinez, and just talk and, you know, make friends. And they, it is old phrase or the old saying, what friends buy from friends. And, um, I just found that to be true. And so when I first I'm got definitely, started, <laughs> I'm definitely going to buy something if that's going to be in a Pacific ocean where you are currently <laughs> Atlantic, Atlantic, Atlantic. Yes. But, but I got you like, and that's I, anyone listening right now, if you ever want to visit Newfoundland, I, I just can't say enough about how much I love this province. The, there's nice people all around the world. I've been around the world a good amount, but I've never found so much hospitality like what I've got here. They're just great people. Oh. So come visit. Food's good. And everyone likes to, if you do like to like party or drink or whatever, like they, they'd like to do that here too. And we have a local DJ to do that. So. And you got a DJ. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so talking about with, with real. So yeah, I just remember the first chunk of business that I ever got as a residential uh, realtor was through my rotary club. I, and thankfully I, I was a part of a rotary club. I was advised by a mentor at a younger age just to get, involved with the community rotary is a good way to do it so at age like 23 i joined the crystal city pentagon rotary club which i'm still a member even though i don't live there wow and uh yeah like a lot of my first few transactions came from people that i knew in, in rotary who were all again like you know twice my age so for all the youngins out there go find a rotary club <laughs> yeah 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 great advice so thank you thank you for that again you know again i love the transitions what like a lot of people, you know, like from outside, like in my circle saying like, yeah, like if anybody wants to get involved into the business, take it like step by step. I, I, I don't know, like invest into like, let's say a duplex or get involved in the residential space and kind of build it up to, you know, commercial and retail because those are big deals, right? Like multifamily. So maybe you can talk a little bit about multifamily and, uh, you know, what was like the good thing, the bad thing? Like, what did you learn in there? You know, because you learn a lot by, you know, being in residential business. What did you learn being in the multifamily business as well? I think being, and I would say being associated with multifamily, it would be wrong for me to say that like, you know, I'm fully focused in it or I'm an expert or that I'm, that I am, you know, that that's my main focus. Mm -hmm. I've been around it enough though to know that, um, well, the first, the first shortcut that I would like to provide for anyone listening or considering multifamily for the first time, and this just is what I've observed from seeing other people in the business, mm -hmm. you, can, you can jump from being um, you know, a, a single family home investor or someone who's fix and flip, like doing fix and flips, like I said, wholesaling. There's like that whole residential sector that you can really, again, just jump past if you know someone who knows what they're doing in multifamily because... Um, you know, sometimes you don't even have to be an accredited investor to make a contribution to a deal. I mean, if you've got even, you know, probably say for example, 20 grand, um, in savings and you're not accredited, there are, um, you know, companies out there that will work with you and you can, you know, instead of putting 20 grand down towards a house, you put 20 grand down towards, you know, a, a complex. With, you, yep. Um, and so actually someone that I do trust again, see, this is, this is validating really? why I love this business and the trust. So everyone listening right now, if you are, cause I'm, I'm thinking if you are accredited, then you probably already know which directions you can go. If not talk to me, cause we've got some opportunities at ASIM, but if you're not accredited, cause we don't work with non-accredited investors at, at ASIM or Concordia. So if you're not accredited, my friend, Ellie Perlman, 
of Blue Lake Capital. She's based out of Santa Monica, California. Uh, she does work with non-accredited investors. Um, and, you know, that could be an opportunity if you were, again, like I said, if you had 30 grand saved up and you're looking, getting ready to just buy a, a rental property, reconsider looking into a multifamily deal with, you know, a group of investors. Yeah, 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 definitely. Here we go. So say, shameless plug. Ellie, yeah, I, I know her. You know, I never had her in the show. So again, Ellie, if you're watching this, please, please, we need to get in the show. She, she's phenomenal. I love what oh, she, she does is. with the company and she, she's just phenomenal. There's not a lot of, you know, ladies. I'm going to be actually talking with another lady in multifamily space right after we're going to, you know, wrap this up. Uh, which I hope it's not going to happen fast because I love talking with you, man. So you're, you're a good vibe. So, you know, like I appreciate who's the, who's that. The, who's the, uh, wait, real quick, who's the, the, who's up next? Who's the other lady? I might know her. Alina, Alina Trigub. You definitely. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Nice. She's yeah. awesome. She's awesome as well. So, you, you know, it's, it's great. Like there's not a lot of ladies in the space cause it's tough. Like it's, you know, real estate kind of, you know, it's just maybe I just perceived it in my head, but now it's changes. There's more ladies coming in because again, it's like it's, it's you know, ladies can probably do more than the men do. They can like handle ten things and once like in one time, it's and, true. and handle everything <laughs> and handle everything. So you know they have an advantage over us. So you know, why did you again like you collected a lot of experience in different asset classes? So I love that you what you push in like saying relationship particular like multifamily space relationship based if you want to raise capital from accredited and not accredited investors if they're not accredited you probably need to you know have even deeper kind of relationship because they probably don't understand the business and you have to kind of take that that part instead of explaining the business ends you know because if you're a business owner you kind of understand the numbers and the, the way deals work so so like mobile home parks and what you're doing right now, like why did you like go and exploring these things? Because people are watching right now and thinking like, man, multifamily, look at the Grand Cardone, look at the, all these like people, they're doing just multifamily. And that's what they say, just do that. So why are you going exploring still another asset classes at the same time? I would love to say that the reason why I'm doing it is because, you know, I'm smart and I like figured out the system and all oh, this. Please. <laughs> but, but really no i mean you know I, I uh and actually i'm gonna this is just a fun fun fact that i picked up too i was reading a book recently called zero to one written by peter Thiel, and mm -hmm. one interesting observation that he put in there about like some of the like the world's biggest entrepreneurs ever at least within the past hundred years like he uses steve jobs as an example and bill gates and a few of these other guys and uh he says you know people always ask those guys how did they do it and they always like to just say they got lucky and clearly that's probably not the case, but yeah. if that's what those people are saying, I, I'm going to start saying all the time, oh, I just got lucky, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, in a way I would say I got lucky because I didn't really, I just knew I wanted to get in commercial and then I kept connecting the dots and then the people that I built relationships with, mm -hmm. these just happened to be the asset classes in which they were knowledgeable in. Okay. So it wasn't like, it wasn't I planned. Out. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't planned. But I found myself in a great spot, especially with mobile home parks, even like two years ago, because they're starting to get a reputation now for actually being like a pretty good asset to cash flow and invest in. Yeah. But even two years ago, it was kind of like, what? Mobile home parks? You can actually make money from those? Yeah, and so yeah. being in a, in a sector that has that stigma, um, including retail, retail real estate has a stigma where like Amazon's going to take everything down right now, which I would say certainly is not the case. The main thing is retail is evolving and the companies that are going to be successful moving forward are the ones that know how to evolve. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's why I've gravitated to these other um, 
asset classes is pretty much by luck, but it's cool because uh, they're they're protected by this stigma. So that way, when it is time for the cycle to come back with them, then all of a sudden it's like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The luck. luck. I I love that. The (laughs) luck. So, you know, somebody said that the harder I work, the luckier I get. So I think that's that's a good one. That's the case for you as well. And I just spoke not long ago with uh, Ryan Grohn. Uh, he's multifamily, uh, not multifamily, mobile home investor as well. And he okay. like lay down everything, you know, why is it good to be invested in that asset class in particular? I mean, they're not building any more mobile home parks. Well, it's like, if they it's are, really it, hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so it's going to become more and more like people will want it like definitely mm-hmm. future. And you know, it like what's going on in multifamily space. If somebody wants something, they're going to definitely overpay for that. So right. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so coming back to the personal development, and I know you're probably behind the scenes, you did a lot of work, you know, when it comes to your own personal development. And you, like, if you just explore that, because I would love to hear like, what what you, what did you do? Because again, being an employee and being, being a business owner, like it's two different spectrums and the mindset different, thinking is different. So what did you do like for yourself personally to like go from that point to the business person, you know, mindset? Can I just say you're you've asked you're asking some really good questions. I've been on a good amount, I'd say a good amount of podcasts so far in my career now. And these are some like very I've never you're doing a good job. <laughs> um so personal development wise, again, I, I think like for most people it all started. I look back after I finished school, didn't want to touch a book or learn anything for <laughs> at least a year. Um, you know, I went to grad school too. I got my master's, and so after that it was you know, you're just tired. You're like, you've learned so much for the past 13 years of your life, whatever. You just don't feel like, at least for me, I didn't feel like reading. But eventually I had a friend of mine who I noticed um, just through LinkedIn, he was just posting all these books that he was reading and he was taking online courses and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. I know he's done the school, but look what he's still doing. And so we had a phone call and then like many people, um, he recommended Rich Dad, Poor Dad to me. Um, And then I started looking into a lot more books that kind of focused around the concept of abundance. One that's really popular is a book called the secret mm-hmm. I've read the book, the secret, like I don't even, well, the audio book, I've probably listened to it like 15 times. And there's another one called the science of getting rich, which I've probably again, and listened to that's a quicker read, but I've listened to it, read it, whatever, 20 plus times. And those were the books that kind of like served as the cornerstone for me to start thinking outside the box and, you know, getting more spiritual and, uh, realizing that whatever it was that I wanted to create in my life was pretty much my responsibility. I had no one else to you know, point fingers at except for myself. And, you know, so if you want it, go after it. So self-education, thankfully at what I would consider a young age around like 24, 24, 25 is what started it. And now it's, you know, basically it's an, it's an addiction or something that I know that I need and I can't stress enough to, especially people younger than me. Yeah, as, as crazy as it might seem, if you're, especially if you're still in school right now, because I know that's how it felt to me, like just get your hands on some of these books that, that I just mentioned and uh, it can really give you a huge advantage moving forward. It, it, will, it will make a like total difference. I mean, the, the world is going to be different to you once you're going to start doing that because like I never saw myself that this is available. I didn't, I didn't see, you know, Adam, I didn't see like real estate. I didn't see the business. I didn't see that. I didn't see all the wealthy people. I didn't even know these books existed. I thought, I thought like, <laughs> I thought like, you know, when somebody presented me that the book, it was again, Robert Kiyosaki book, but I think it was Cashflow Quadrant. I okay. was like, 
man, like there's like, it's a different world. It, it exists because I was always looking. And like, if you're looking, definitely go and grab the book because it will give you a lot of answers like mentorships, join every available source of, you know, knowledge available, like on the, you know, media level, like social media on the internet, like go and grab, you know, offer, you know, coffees for people, you know, do whatever, just tap into that potential. Listen to the show. Yeah. Listen to this show. Listen to my show. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your show is phenomenal guys. You should go and check it out. I'm going to put all the links down below as always, as you know. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a game changer. So coming back to the media thing, because I'm just looking, uh, you've been a director uh, of media and marketing for Concordia Realty. So you still work with them? Yes. Yep. Got I just it. had a phone call with uh, managing principal Michael Flight earlier today. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I heard Michael Flight somewhere. I heard the name. So, mm-hmm. okay. So maybe you can explain like people, what do you do in, like for when it comes to the media marketing for, for this, you know, real estate company? Because like real estate is a little bit outdated space, right? A lot of businesses using market, media and marketing, you know, approach, but real estate business is kind of like, ah, we don't need it. We're going to do the old school approach. So like, what do you do for, for, for the company on a day-to-day basis? Uh, I'd say one of, one of the, my main priorities is to simply just make sure that from a digital and again, social media perspective, anyone who's going to do some research on Concordia Realty to make sure that when they look us up, everything is linear, everything matches, everything you know, you can tell that we're working on projects that we're, you can tell we're alive. Now we have a pulse. Cause as you mentioned, a lot of real estate companies out there, they just, you don't even know that they're there. And Are you on Instagram as well? Concordia Realty. We're, we're building our Instagram right now. Ah, cause uh, I want to look it up. I want to look it up. <laughs> LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and I would say, you know, that Instagram has been, has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, just, I'd say for most people in our industry. And I'd say, thankfully at ASIM, um, we are doing a, a pretty good job of developing Hunter's personal brand, mm. which, um, you know, I got to have this conversation with Michael cause he's Hunter. Hunter is going to be around the game for the next, you know, 20, 30 years. Michael's in his fifties. So I'm not sure how long he wants to keep his face on Instagram. If we got to put <laughs> someone else as the face of the company, but either way, uh, if you, if anyone out there has a company and they're looking to build for the future, now is the time to establish your Instagram presence because people yeah. like myself, age 28, 29, 30, that's likely going to be the platform that we continue to use as we get into our older years. Yeah. So, um, so that's interesting and something to keep in mind, but go ahead and look us up on Facebook, um, uh, LinkedIn. That's where we're most active. Um, another thing, for example, we have financial models. Um, you know, we do a process with retail real estate called lease abstracting. Um, and uh, there's, there's another, for example, we just, I just recorded three videos basically for training our incoming staff on how we manage and do our processes. And, you know, that was, again, what I would consider a video media project. It was internal. Um, and if anyone out there wants to see these videos, probably got to pay us for it because it's, it's like all of our, our secrets. But, um, you know, we, that's, that's a little bit of what I do. Um, I'd say the other fun thing is, a lot of the times Hunter, Michael and I, you know, we have conversations and I have, you know, designated roles throughout, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. Uh, but at the end of the day, the best way to really describe my role with both companies is, um, you know, like a modern day apprentice. And, uh, you know, they're, they're delegating the tasks that are a little bit 
like they tasks that they could do, but would take up way too much of their time. Um, you know, give them to me and then they go after the big fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to be kind of on the back of, of the big fish with them, you know, so right. you, you're, yeah, going, exactly. you're going with the same flow. So, you know, you're, you're going to go same places. So talking oh, yeah. about same places, uh, you know, maybe you can share, cause again, like 2020 kind of brand new year, still like March, still fresh, still have the goals in front of you. Right. Still oh, yeah, right on. Here. Here, right here. here we go. <laughs> I know we're talking one of the, you know, go-getters, so definitely. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you can share, like, with the people, again, having all the success that you accomplished so far. And, again, like, you know, I admire, man, like, what you do, you know, the stuff, because I see you all over the place, again, on the media. Like, I see you, like, doing your thing, you know, with the podcast and such. And, guys, go and check it out. Again, I told you. And, you know, can you share, like, 2020 goals, what you're planning to accomplish for you, for your business this year? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll share some of these here. Some of them are a little bit personal, but I'll, I'll give you some good ones as well. Uh, this is just a fun one. And someone asked me this the other day. And uh, are you familiar with a country in Africa called Namibia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, most people do not. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, but basically, there's somebody there's a, that I know. There's that? a big desert, big desert in there in Namibia. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's it's uh, for anyone wondering. It is northwest of South Africa. It's the country to the northwestern border. Um, so there's a lot of projected growth in the continent of Africa and especially the African countries right now. Um, if anyone listening is familiar with Doug Casey, also known as the International Man, you can go to internationalman.com and learn a little bit about this guy. Mm -hmm. Doug Casey's been to like over 150 countries. He's lived in like over 10 countries. He's just he's like the world's most interesting man and. I think he's in like his 70s now so he's a little bit more laid back just writing wow. books but i got the privilege of meeting him a handful of times and i'll never forget hearing him on an interview like two years ago say um, that if he was 30 years old again he would pack up everything that he had and just move to africa and i remember when i heard that i was like that's so interesting i wonder why he said that so when i caught him and i asked him why he said that he still didn't give me like a, a, a detailed Perfect. answer but he was like if I could recommend one country for you to go to, if you want to do that, he's like, go, go check out Namibia. And so I'm like, all right, you know, this, I believe this guy has a good feel for the world. I have no idea what opportunities might be lying there, but it's just something that I want to do to, to just go see what's there. Um, and they speak English there. So that's helpful. Uh -huh. um, I want to start, start writing or maybe even complete writing a book this year. Um, speaking of books earlier, I think we talked, we were about to talk about this, but Hunter Thompson has written the book Raising Capital for Real Estate, which is really just just blowing up across our industry right now. A lot, of people, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of people in the Best Ever Conference got, got some free copies over there. Yeah. Did you get one? No, no, I wasn't there. I wasn't okay. There. We still got to, we can, we got to get you one. Um, <laughs> make sure, yeah, make sure we do that. That book is, uh, you know, definitely you can you can call me biased or whatever, <laughs> but it's the, it's the playbook for raising capital over the next 10 to 15 years. Um, wow. And it just goes through, it's real, it's a great book because Hunter did a great job like telling his life story and educating with like hard facts and data. So go ahead, check that book out. Um, that's what inspired me to write a book this year because I've just seen what that book has done for our business at ASIM and then also Hunter personally. And it was just like, wow, that's, it's going to be worth it to write a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see what else we got here. I'll give you a couple more. One, one I'm getting close to here um, next month in April. So fun fact, I host another podcast called the Lieberland Show. Um, and Lieberland is a 
on, on paper right now, I guess you could say, according to the United Nations is a micro nation in uh, Eastern Europe. We consider ourselves a country. Uh, we're about four square miles big between Croatia and Serbia. There's a whole backstory as to like how this all happened. Yeah. Long, <laughs> I don't know how much, how much time we got. <laughs> we have time we for time. this story. Definitely. We got time? Okay. All right, cool. So, so Lieberland, I first discovered Lieberland in 2017, which would have been, you know, the country is probably two to three years old. And I was just so captivated by it because of their, like what the country stood for, which in my opinion was like the true core ethics and principles of, of what liberty and freedom are. And almost like the spirit of, I would say, original freedom that made its way from Europe to North America, you know, back in the 1700s, if you think about like, just say, cause I don't, I can't think of the, off the top of my head, but the founding fathers are like George Washington, those guys, you know, mm. they left Europe or England and came to the U S because they were tired of being told like, you know, what to do. They wanted to live on their own terms. And if you think back to even the Boston tea party, they freaked out because they got taxed 2%. Can you imagine if we were getting taxed 2% on whatever we're doing? <laughs> so, um, so, you know, that, that's just what they were trying to get away from. And if you look at the world now, even the U S which is a great place to do business and real estate, we're still getting to a point now where like the government or whoever, you know, everyone wants to just get their hands on your money mm. and Lieberland, uh, just to cut straight to it is a country where taxation is voluntary. And so the way that that works is if you want your vote, when it's time to vote for whoever's you know running the country, if you want your vote to count or your voice to be heard, it's at that point that, Oh, well, you know, did Adam pay his taxes this year? Okay. He did the, you know, count the vote. If I didn't pay taxes, but I also, if I don't care who's running the country, then, you know, we're good. So it's an ideal hub for, entrepreneurial and economic growth and we, we kind of envision ourselves to be like the next singapore hong kong monaco type of uh type of thing so I, but I, I just I, I went to a networking event when i was living in washington dc uh, like a little over two years ago and lieberland was was there they were in town and they're like hey we're gonna be in town if anyone wants to meet up with us you know send us an email and send an email thinking it was gonna be like uh just like a, like a hundred people there just talking about Lieberland. The next thing you know, like I'm sitting down at a table with just 20 people having dinner with the president, the vice president, <laughs> minister of foreign affairs. And I was just couldn't believe it. And I was like, Hey, do you guys have a podcast for the, for the country? And I go, well, you know, someone started one, but they never really followed up with it. And, um, I was like, well, Hey, you know, I have, I have my own show. If you guys are looking for someone to host uh, the Lieberland. Here you go. <laughs> that is so crazy. Boom. And I'm actually Googling it, the, the Liberland's population, and it shows estimate zero. <laughs> it's more than small. that. That's how it is more than that. <laughs> it's minus no. 20, actually. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. We uh, No, there's over a half million applications for citizenship right now. I think 600,000. And um, to become a citizen, you, I mean, it's, it's very internal right now. And thankfully I've been hosting the show for a couple of years. So I've had some conversations with Vityad Lishka, our president of, uh, and you know, he hasn't promised it, but I'm pretty confident that by going over there next month, I'll finally receive my Lieberland citizenship, which. Man, look, come on, look at, Adam, look at Adam. He's talking with the presidents and like, it's insane, man. Come on. I'm just lucky. Yeah, but that's crazy. That's crazy. Like you, you're, you're, you're putting yourself, I like what you said about Namibia, because you, you might, you might come across something very special in here. Again, you, you like, right. you collect, like, look, throughout your life, you collected what you said is very important relationship, 
And like all these situations happening right now is because of a relationship, right? Like yeah. we, live in a, we live in earth, there's people. And if you want to do something, you, you need people. So I, I think if you're going to go to Namibia, whatever you're going to discover there, I don't <laughs> know, but if he said, you know, go, go and do the thing, uh, which I'm sure you're committed to that. And if, if you're going to go there, like who knows, maybe it's going to become, as you said, like Monaco or something even better and special. And you're going to be a vice president or like not vice president. <laughs> So a big, a big position, like, I don't know, like we were just kidding around my, like, you know, it's unexpected things happen when people just go and explore and do things, you know, and just search for something, you know, for a deeper meaning instead of, you know, money and whatever that might be. So, you know, that's awesome. Absolutely. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, before we, before we wrap this up, you know, first of all, I just want to say uh, big thanks, big thanks, Adam. You know, I, I love the story, man. I know you have so much more stories to give. But again, the time is just running out. Maybe we can make a part two uh, straight from the Liberland. Yeah, where you're going to be go. talking, you know, next month. That, that, will be, that will be cool, definitely. You know, okay. so really thank you for the time, for the, for the effort, you know, just telling the story, you know, teaching people like the mindset, what it takes to get into different asset classes and be successful at it. What you said, you know, you still until this day, as you mentioned, you're, you're just uh, you know, going and, and being just, you know, observing and doing the tasks and you're learning still and, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff and exploring like, like what you want to do and travel. So you do a lot of stuff, man, as you said, you know, before you, you diversified all over the place, but it works for you. So that's, Thank that's you. awesome. So again, for the people who are looking to get in contact with you, maybe ask some real estate questions, travel journey, maybe more about the country itself. Uh, you know, yeah. what will be the social media platforms uh, for them to contact you? I I think I'm pretty much, man, you can get a hold of me anywhere. The best way to do it is to, I would really to say is to go, if you go to my website, which is uh, carswell.io, the landing page is actually me and uh, my handsome brother, Paul. We look just alike. So wow. make sure you click on Adam. If you want to see what Paul's <laughs> working on, go ahead and click on him. But go to our website, click on me. And uh, again, the reason why I drive you to my website is because at the contact portion, you've got all my social media from YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of it. Um, and then if you go to the message box and you, you know, type in a message there, that goes directly to my email. And then from there, we can also email. So go ahead and check out my website to get in touch. And like I said, yeah, we can take it from there. That is awesome. That is awesome. Guys, as always, you know, all the links are down below. You've been on, on, on YouTube before, so you, you know it's on there. You know, so again, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do as well. Click like, subscribe to the channel, go and check it out. Adam's stuff as well. All the websites, you know, podcasts. He has, you know, a lot of stuff going on as, as you see, and you're going to find a lot of good, valuable content in, in his platforms as well. So again, you know, appreciate the time, Adam. And uh, as always, guys, I'm going to see you on the next episode. Thank you.